Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord God, we come to you this morning thankful that you do provide for us. Thankful that you are a God who loves us so, who cares so deeply for us, that you would show us love even through all the pain. Lord, we're thankful for your word that reminds us just how deeply you love. As we look at that this morning, Lord, may we be reminded that your love is consistent and caring and sacrificial. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning's passage is out of Matthew chapter 27, and uh, it's a bit heavy. But as we, as we uh, spend a few moments, uh, we've, we've spent a couple weeks talking about love and what love looks like. And it's easy for us in the Valentine's Day lovey-dovey weekend uh, to feel that love is kind of light and fluffy and uh, romantic. I felt like this was a good scripture for us to be reminded of the pain that Jesus went through to love us. Matthew 27, 27 through 46. It says, Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. They knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put on their own, their own, his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a man in Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And there they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed a written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by hurled inserts at him, shaking their heads and saying, Who are you going to destroy You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from that cross if you are the Son of God. And in the same way the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. They say He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself? He's the King of Israel? Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now. If he wants him, for he said, I am the Son of God. And in the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. 
From noon until three in the afternoon, uh, darkness came all over the land. And about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? May God add his blessing as we continue to sing this morning. This morning. Thank you for the reminder that you went to the cross for each one of us. That you showed love through all of the pain that you endured. Lord, there's a lesson in there for us. There's a lesson in there for us to understand that this journey, this walk of life we live, there will be pain. There will be sorrow and rejection and challenges in our lives. And yet, we can recognize, Lord, that we are still able to love through all of that stuff. Lord, help us to see that in our own lives today. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, and you may run, maybe. You want to run? Warren, you want to run? Yeah, give me five, dude. I love it when kids run. When they can run? Yeah. Well, here's what I'm thinking. We get to the end of 9.30, we can all try. You guys all want to try running? Briar, you up for that? Briar will fall down the steps, some Briar. He's in the balcony. I'm not sure what that's about. That's, that's a little different. Hi, Briar. <laughs> so I want to, uh, so, you know, it's uh, easy for us to, uh, to talk about love and uh, be all mushy and warm and cozy, right? It's all, uh, and when we, we can probably remember when we were a bit younger and we were dating, right? And uh, love was, was that mushy. Uh, I can remember one of the very first uh, times I thought I was in love. I gave away, this is pretty funny, you'll, you'll laugh at this. I was probably 12, 13, I don't know. And I used to have, I, have, I wore a hat and I always had these pins on it and I had a it was a Holstein cow, I know. It was on there, but uh, and it was a really cool pin, and I thought I liked this. I thought I loved this girl, right? So I, I gave her this pin. She liked it. And, and so Christmas came along. That, this was like in the summer. When Christmas came along, I got a little package. I was like, oh, nice, a return gift. How nice. I opened that package, and guess what was in there? The Holstein pin. <laughs> And I was, my heart was broken beyond, you know, beyond measure, right? You weren't happy to have it back? No, I wasn't happy to have it back, Kenny. It was a, it was a sig- signal of love. I, I gave her my love. I showed her my love. It might have no, not from Amy, no. It, it might have meant more than you than it did to her. It might, oh, it meant, yeah. <laughs> right, we remember those times when we thought things were uh, one way and they weren't, right? And we... Um, and our, our hearts got trampled. I, I love that song above all because it, it, it uses the illustration like a rose, right? This is the week of roses. I bet more roses will be bought this week than any other uh, week of the year. And, that, and this, the illustration in that song says, like a rose trampled on the ground. You took the fall and thought of me above all, right? That that 
that thought process uh, that Jesus would go through, uh, the struggle that he would go through in the scripture that we looked at today is that time um, when he'd been arrested, right? And, and they had flogged him and took him with inches, within inches of his life. And he still loved us. And I want to challenge you, have you ever been hurt when in love? Have you ever been hurt? Has your heart ever been hurt uh, in love? Have you ever been there where, you're, where your heart is broken? You feel like you don't even know if you could love again, right? I, I don't, you don't have to put your arm up, but most of us have been there at one point or another. We, we have had our hearts broken, and we, and we ask ourselves internally, you know, you know, I don't know if you know this, some people quit eating. Some people literally quit eating when their hearts are broken. They, can no longer, they can't eat for a time. Thankfully, they come back around after a while. Some people quit going out. They get depressed. They have a lot of, uh, a lot of physical, uh, emotional, and spiritual problems, struggles. And yet there's opportunities for us to learn through that pain. And, and today's passage takes us to where Jesus was at in the middle of all of that pain. And I think all too often we think, well, Jesus went to the cross. And that sounds bad, but we don't quite understand what that means. We don't quite understand what it means to go to the cross. Just so you understand uh, the Romans were cruel individuals. The Romans uh, would think up these evil ways for people to die. Just so you understand that crucifixion doesn't, you don't die from bleeding to death. That's not what you die from. You die from suffocation because you can no longer lift your body to get a breath of air. You don't die from the blood that comes that rolls off your wrists or your, your ankles from where you're pinned to the... You don't die from the heat. You die because you can no longer breathe. And just as an example, you may remember, I don't know if it was last week, oh, it was Wednesday night we talked about, uh, there's a scripture that says, his bones will not be broken. Uh, there's, it's a prophecy talking about Jesus. They didn't break his bones. Here's what happens if you live too long uh, uh, during a crucifixion. They broke your legs. They would come in and, and break your legs. You want to know why? Then you couldn't even support yourself anymore. And you, would, and you would literally sink down and no longer be able to breathe. If you lasted too long, that's just the crucifixion. Do you understand the flogging? Do you know what a cat of nine tails is? It's a rope. It's a stick with a rope. And there are nine different things on there. Bones, glass, shards of metal. When they flogged Jesus, they would, they would swing that into his back and then pull it back out. Gruesome. Gruesome abuse. I only tell you that because it, because it helps me 
And I hope it helps you to think about the pain that was endured for you because he loves you so. And I want to talk about a little bit about that pain. And, and I want to talk first about the physical pain. This, the scripture that today's passage talks about, it says, When they mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. Do you know what they did? He, was, he didn't have a shirt on, right? He had nothing on his back. They, they did the cat of nine tails. They flogged him. Obviously, was all chewed up, bloody. And so they put this robe on him. And what do you think happened when they put a robe over that uh, bloody skin? It stuck. Not just in one little spot, like when our mom pulls the Band-Aid off, you know, and we scream and holler. But his whole back. They found this robe, and they, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they put it on there, they made sure that it stuck real well. They put a crown on his head. They gave him a, a staff, and then they beat him with it. Physically, they abused him. And this scripture says, then they pulled that robe right off. No doubt taking blood and flesh with it. It's hard for, hard for me. I, 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 it's pretty quiet this morning. It's probably pretty hard for you to think through the physical pain that Jesus walked through for us, for me. There's a, there's a prophecy in Isaiah that says, His appearance was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Do you realize that when they were done abusing our Savior, you could not recognize who he was? They physically abused him so deeply, so, so badly. And he chose to endure that because he loved us. What does that mean for us? I think all too often this is about as much pain as we want to tolerate. Right? That's about as much pain as we're really willing to tolerate uh, from our loved ones or from someone uh, we have to work with or someone we have to to deal with, our in-laws, you name it, uh, someone we cross paths with in Walmart. We're not really good at taking much pain. We're not good at enduring physical pain in the name of our Savior. I think about things like uh, opportunities to do mission uh, trips. And I watch people, and I'm, I'm excited when I watch people who maybe don't do construction for a living go out and use muscles they don't use any other day, any other week, any other year. And it's funny because they come in and they'll have blisters all across their hands where the hammer uh, handle chewed it up. 
or their muscles will ache in the morning. There are opportunity, uh, opportunities for us to show others love by enduring pain. I'm not asking you to take unnecessary pain. I'm not asking you to be abused. What I'm asking you to think about is this. Am I willing to go the extra mile? Right? That's a great biblical illustration. Right? You, you know that scripture? If they ask you to carry their cloak for a mile, what do you do? Carry it an extra mile. You know how much more energy it's going to take to go an extra mile? Twice as much. Are you willing to do those things that God puts in front of you that are going to take a little time, energy, and effort? That's what I'm asking you this morning. Will you show love by going the extra mile? Jesus went the extra mile. He endured this physical pain because he loves you. He loves you so deeply. I want to challenge you. We didn't read it, but I want to challenge you if you get a chance this week to read Matthew 26. Go backwards. Read what happens right before all of this goes down. It'll say the Garden of Gethsemane. Read that piece. Read that and understand what, and, and just put yourself in Jesus' shoes for a minute as he contemplates and prays to God about what's about to happen. The piece that we're reading this morning, that's what's happened. He knew what was going to happen. It wasn't like he was blindsided. He understood what he was walking into. And he chose us. He chose to show his love. Why? Isaiah reminds us in a prophecy, he was pierced for our transgressions, he was, he was crushed for our iniquities, and his punishment was brought us peace, was upon him because of his wounds. We are healed. His physical pain he showed love in that physical pain for each one of us. Maybe that's why it bothers me when sometimes we take our faith so, uh, so flippantly. When we, when we don't really think much about the difference that God makes in my life. That I throw 10 bucks in an offering plate and I go home and I do my own normal things that I want to do. When he gave his physical life and I choose not to give anything. It challenges me to live my life in reflection of God's love. His love endured physical pain. His love endured emotional pain. Emotional pain. Has anybody been emotionally hurt? Yeah, you don't have to raise your hand. My wife did. <laughs> right? You don't have to raise your hand. But you understand it. right? We have emotionally been hurt. Somewhere, somehow, someone hurt us. 
We put, out, we put out an olive branch and it got slapped out of our hand. We tried to be kind to someone and it didn't go well. We were in love and it got trampled. Jesus' love endures even though he had emotional pain. You say, what, what was the emotional pain? And they put over his head an accusation written against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. And you might say, well, yeah, that's exactly who he was. Right? That's exactly who he said he was, the king. This was emotionally painful. They did it to mock him. The actual piece says Jesus of Nazareth. They're even making fun of his town. king of the Jews. They said, hail to the king. Hail to the king. They're mocking who he is. What he stands for. Who he said he was. Have you ever felt rejected? Like maybe you didn't line up or add up or you weren't good enough to be in this group or not cool enough to be in this group or have you ever felt that emotional pain have you ever had your heart broken because you've been rejected that's what Jesus felt in that moment he knew he would go to the cross. And yet, and you, you, maybe you don't realize, he went to the cross for even those ones who rejected him, who mocked him, who called him the king in a sarcastic manner. He went to the cross for them. And the, and the prophecy uh, reminds us that he was, he was silent. I don't know about you. But when someone, someone challenges me or rejects me, I want to I fight back. I want to I get after them. I want to, let's go, right? I want to get after them. I'm sure as heck not going to say nothing. Jesus said nothing. The scripture says like a lamb led to slaughter. And for each of us, what can we learn in those moments of rejection, when we feel less than, when we feel like someone doesn't like us, when someone rejects our God, uh, for, for those of us who share the faith, um, there's a whole lot more of those opportunities for rejection than acceptance. In fact, let's be honest, there, there are a lot more rejection than acceptance. Does that mean we quit? Does that mean emotionally I don't have to put myself out there anymore? Jesus put himself out there knowing full well that he would be rejected. If you remember why he went to the cross in the first place, right? They decided they wanted Barabbas to live. Do you know who Barabbas was? He was an insurrectionist. He was a guy who... Uh, cause all kinds of trouble. 
He was a, a, a career criminal, if you will. They knew exactly who, they, who he was. And Pilate said, hey, you know what? I got an idea. He's trying to get himself out of a pickle, right? I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll give you a choice. Would you like to take and set free Barabbas? Which he thought, absolutely nobody's going to do that. Or would you like to set free Jesus? Right? He was trying to get himself out of the middle of this mess. And the, and the, and the group of people that were there made a decision to free Barabbas, the insurrectionist, over Jesus. Do you know how bad that had to feel? Someone who had done nothing wrong. was rejected by all those very same people who cheered him less than a week as he came in on a donkey. I don't think we've ever experienced rejection like Jesus experienced rejection. And yet he continued to move forward. He continued to go to the cross knowing full well how painful and, and sharp the pain would be. Maybe the most uh, powerful love was uh, the love that he endured through spiritual pain. They mocked him. They said, he saved others. Can he save himself? If you're God that you say you are, come down off of that cross. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll believe you then. If you, if you can somehow get yourself off of that cross. The scripture also says that uh, the Pharisees said, um, why don't you rebuild this temple in three days? You know what that's from, right? That's from a, a prior meeting where Jesus had with, um, with the Pharisees. A prior issue. They, had, they were stuck and they were, they were struggling. And now they finally see that this Jesus character is going to be out of their life. And they're not going to have to deal with this guy anymore. And they didn't forget what happened when he went into the temple. And he turned the tables over. Chapter uh, 2 of John Reminds us. He went in there and he turned the tables over because it was a den of thieves, he called it. And they didn't forget. They didn't forget it was that, that was Jesus that did that. They had a vendetta against him. Now we know that when Jesus said, tear down this temple and I will rebuild it in three days, he was talking about his own body. Because the, the scripture tells us that the, one of the Pharisees said, it took us 46 years to build this temple. You're not building this temple back in three days. That's not even going to happen. That's, that's impossible uh, for you to do. The spiritual pain. You know the pain of doing something uh, right and still feeling the pain that comes from it. There's a comment, or there's a quote uh, that I 
sometimes like to say. Probably shouldn't say it, but I like it. It says, no good deed goes unpunished. No good deed goes unpunished. And sometimes in our own lives, when we try to do the right thing, when we try to help people in the name of God, sometimes because of who we are and what we stand for, there's rejection and sarcasm. You know, and we don't think much about it, but even to the point of martyrdom. Jesus dealt with all of those feelings. And he continued to love. Matthew 27, 43, that's at the end of this passage. They mock him. It says he trusted in God. Let him deliver the, him now. And if he... and if he will have him, for he said, I am the Son of God. And they just kept pounding on him and pounding on him. And in the midst of that, Jesus continued to endure. Until what point? Think about verse 46 real quick. If you have your Bible open, it's red, right? Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Just think about that for a moment. What is Jesus saying on the cross? God, why have you turned your back on me? I have done everything to perfection that you ask of me. And you turned your back on me. He's quoting a, a psalm, by the way. I think it's Psalm 22. You get a chance, you can look that up. But 22.1, thank you. I thought, it, I thought it was 22. He's, he's quoting a psalm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned your back on me? It speaks to his humanness, right? In, in Philippians 2, uh, 5, it says that he, he emptied himself of God and became man so that he could understand who we are, so he could live the life we live. We don't have any excuses. We like to say, well, he was God. Yeah, he was God, but he emptied himself of those, of those, uh, those godly um, parts that didn't allow him to understand what a man was to walk on this earth. What it looked like to do life here. He walked on this earth, he lived the perfect life. And he loved us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Why? Why would he do that? Why would he go to such crazy uh, extremes to love us? I don't know about you, but some of us aren't really easy to love. It's not you guys, it's me, right? 
Some of us aren't real easy to love. And I don't know about you, but I have a three-step rule. Anybody else have a three-step rule? <laughs> Brian, yeah, Brian's in the balcony. Right, I'll love you twice, but by the third time, you're, you're strike three, you're out, right? I, I like baseball for that reason. And Jesus' love isn't anything anywhere close to that. Anywhere close to that. His love came and put us back together. And the only ones of us that don't think there's anything wrong with us have way too much pride. Right? If you don't think you're broken or that you got issues or that you got problems, pride's probably in the way. Because the scripture is pretty clear that all have sinned and fallen short, that all of us have problems. Some are more transparent than the others. Like, some of them we can see. We're like, I can see that from a mile away. Right? And some of them are a little bit more in the closet, more behind the scenes. And yet they're all brokenness, sin that needs put back together. And only by the blood of the Lamb. Let me challenge you that if you want to show God love, like he showed us love. Allow him to take over your life. Allow him to come in and be a part of your life. We, we say this every week. I say this every week because it's the most important piece. If you're not letting God run your life, you're missing out. You're missing the boat. You are not living life to the fullest. Let God work in your life. Give him a chance and see what he can do. Scripture's really clear that he will take us from we were dead in the Christ. We were dead. And he brings us alive. He says we're no longer servants but, but family, Right? Let me challenge you this morning. We're going to pray. And there'll be offering time and an opportunity for you to come forward. Don't chicken out. If you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you need to, to get something right with him, if you need to share um, the pain that you've felt and experienced and get it off your chest, then come to the altar and share that with God. I know enough to know enough that, that some of you walked in with some burdens. Some of them you created. Some of them you inherited. Some of them are just a part of life. Scripture says, Come all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you want to take that burden off of your chest today, if you want to take that burden and leave it here before you go back home, come to the altar and share it with God. There may be a few tears. There may be a little bit of uh, that feeling of embarrassment. Grab your neighbor and come with them. Then, then we won't know which one of you is praying for the other. 
pretty good idea, huh? You can pick someone up on the way. In all seriousness, if there's a burden that's weighing heavy on you today, lay it at the altar. Our God is big enough. He loves us so much. If it's physical, if it's emotional, if it's spiritual, He endured all three of those things for us. He already understands that. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your love. This passage, oh, it reminds me of so much pain, so much hurt. It was dark. It was a heavy scripture. And yet we're reminded that, that in the midst of, uh, of our lives, we, we walk into what it is painful. And, and I'm convinced, Lord, that there's a lot of pain in this uh, world we live in. And so walking this road isn't all that fun or exciting. But thinking about eternity after this <coughs> is way better. Lord, for those who haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, may this be this morning's uh, uh, plan for them. Lord, for those who need to leave the baggage of life at the altar, may today be the day. Thank you for your love, for your care. Lord, you loved us so much. You endured uh, all that pain that we might live close to you. In your name we pray. Amen.